sad way to end a Friday night. Suns fall to the Lakers, 122 to 119. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns postgame show, where we're going to talk through that abysmal fourth quarter and try to make some sense of what just happened. Thank you for being here. I'm Lindsay. That's Saul. That's Flex. That's Espo. You guys, WTF. <laughs> I mean, that was disappointing to watch, you know, I mean, this sucks. Like yeah. to watch your team fall apart like that, uh, you know, midway through the third quarter and the fourth, man, it's just uh, not cool. Not cool at all. Right now, this may be one of the worst fourth quarter teams we've ever seen. The point differential in the fourth this season is minus 43. Minus 43 in the fourth quarter. They led both of the games against the Lakers uh, in the fourth uh, and and led the game at one point by double digits in both of those games. We had the game in San Antonio or against San Antonio that they blew it in the fourth. This team is uh, suspect at best in that final quarter. Yeah, I mean, they got to figure it out. At this point, there's no sugarcoating it. I mean, you can't start every fourth quarter the way they're starting. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's mind-boggling. I don't know where the, you don't know where the resolution is. I mean, it's easy to say once book comes back, that won't happen. But we got to see that. Like, we have to see that. Well, I, I, honestly, like, there's one specific thing that I can point to that I feel like just continuously is is a is a major major problem and it's turnovers mm -hmm. i mean just the carelessness with the basketball the 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 anticipation to make a pass without making sure that the man is even open or that you're seeing what you're seeing these guys are just they're just turning and throwing the ball and even kd did it once and i was like bro what are we doing like these are clutch possessions that you're just giving away free points to and man it was just it was not it was it's just not a pretty game well, it's, yeah. it's that it's rebounding late in the game they they give up three offensive rebounds to the lakers that led to a big three uh from them you you it's the little things and a 16 to 2 run to start this fourth quarter we saw the 12-2 run in that spurs game nine of which were from wemby like we've continually see these big runs that opponents are going on and they can't stop them defensively and all of, all of a sudden in the fourth the offense just grinds to a halt primarily looks like kd trying to do everything by himself and it's just not working right now there's no answer right now for this yeah, I mean it's it's the same story over and over again. Now the turnovers, I, I, when if you watch the game, it's get the ball to Kevin. Like mm -hmm. there's nothing else to it. It's get the ball to half court, get the ball to Kevin, and let's see what happens. And guys are turning the ball over, trying to telegraph passes to Kevin. Like it's got to stop. It, it it just has to stop. Now we knew this was gonna happen. We don't have a point guard. Devin is our point guard. Devin's not there. There's no point guard. Grayson Allen is starting basketball games at the point guard position. He's not a point guard. And so for the people that were clamoring about getting a real point guard in here or somebody that can uh, control things, yeah, I mean, you, you might need to do that because that's part of the turnover issue. Yeah, I, but this does tonight's not like the other nights. This was 13 turnovers tonight. This isn't 17, 22. This isn't what, what we saw. Sure, there were a handful of them in key situations, but there's a lot more tonight than just turnovers. I don't think just simply inserting Devin Booker into this lineup necessarily changes uh, all this stuff, at least tonight. I mean, at times, 
Switches on defense were terrible. You can't keep letting uh, Grayson Allen wind up on freaking LeBron James and give him no help. I mean, that's just that's just bad defense there. I know it's what the Lakers are trying to get, but you got to have a counter to that because I love Grayson and I love his defense, but if you put him against LeBron James nine times out of ten, he's going to be the pigeon. He's going to get his ass kicked by LeBron. Yeah. There's a lot of things the Suns definitely need to clean up. Um, let's take a look at some of the numbers in that fourth quarter specifically this is presented by desert financial credit union arizona's number one credit union named by forbes so three point shots they the suns took the suns made three of eight and the lakers were five of 11 rebounds the suns had five the lakers had 12 turnovers the suns committed four to the lakers three and assists the suns had three assists in that fourth quarter to the lakers eight it just feels like they lose all sense of themselves in the fourth quarter. Like the fourth quarter comes and they turn into pumpkins. Well, I, I, I want to say that too, but there are some, there were some anomalies that happened tonight too, that we do have to acknowledge. Like Cam Reddish was two for 16 coming into this game tonight. And then all of a sudden went on a heater and made three out of his last five in the fourth quarter alone. Like KBD, Again, multiple times he was wide open, multiple times shot the three. I think he only made like one. One of six. One of six. Couple of them in the corner. Um, the the major one, to be honest with you, was that, you know, when Beal got the steal and they got the ball back with, down four with 16 seconds left to go. And when we saw the lineup come back out from the timeout, I said, why is KBD out there? Why is KBD in the corner? Because you knew the Lakers were trying to plot to stop KD from getting an open shot, protect from Beal attacking the rim, and leave KBD open in the corner because they've been doing it all game long. You should have gone with somebody else. I know everybody's hard on Yuta, but one of the things Yuta can do is shoot from the corner. He should have been out there in that possession because he hits that three. You're going to foul anyway right away, so it doesn't matter defensively what's happening. You could have subbed him out. It's just a lot of stuff like that. That was just like, come on, man. Like Cam Reddish and listen, Cam Reddish and Austin Reeves stepped up. They bust ass tonight. Period. I don't care how you chop it up. They came to play. They did their job. And guy, I've been. I was saying it in the fourth quarter. KD can't do this alone. He's gonna need a guy to step up and help him. Eric Gordon didn't do it. Grayson Allen didn't do it. KBD didn't do it. Say what you want about Brad Bill. He shot. 53% from the field today. He had 24 points. I'm not blaming Brad Beal. This is the second game back from missing basically the whole start of the year. You got a guy with 38. And you got a guy with 24. Who's the next guy? Well, the next guy's in street clothes. Yeah, That's but, what it comes down to. But the problem is 22 of those Bradley Beal points came in the first half. Two of them came in the second. And if you look at that, if you look at the graphic, uh, and it's eight assists in, in the fourth for the Lakers. Three for the Suns, mm -hmm. which screams to me, iso ball, mm -hmm. iso ball, iso ball. And that's what we saw with mm -hmm. KD. And that's what we keep seeing in these fourth quarters. And it's and clearly it, not working. And, and it's not necessarily like I, I get I get flex that Brad Beal needs to work into getting back into the groove. Right. But he was grooving in the first half. Like yeah. he was. I mean, the bounce was there. He was feeling good. He looked good. And then it, after halftime, it just stopped. And he took a fall. We kind of speculated, is he all right? He did He did not look the same as he did in the first half. He wasn't nearly as aggressive, and he was very, very passive on the offensive end, deferring to everybody else 
um, even when he had the mismatches. So, again, you just want to see every now and then him pick and prod and be a little bit more assertive. I'm okay with that. Listen, other guys were doing that. Josh Okogie couldn't throw a rock in the ocean. Other dudes were trying to, to do too much. You might as well have Bradley Beal try to do something because everybody else wasn't able to do it except KD. Well, yeah, and the one time he did drive to the bucket, he scored in that yeah. fourth. And especially when you can tell KD's looking for anybody to help on that, even even if he drives and kicks, you know that that's something. And it just feels like this offense just grinds to a halt yeah. in these fourth quarters. And yes, Book helps with that when he comes back because. He's Devin freaking Booker, but still, there's some fundamental things that need to be cleaned up, too. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's no sugarcoat in this, man. This is a game they should have won. Of many. Like, there hasn't been many basketball games this year that this team has lost, aside from that San Antonio one, that you look back and you say, damn, they... They, there's a lot of basketball games the team should have won, and they're not getting it done, and they're not particularly getting it done early in the fourth quarter. And it's just KD reliant. I mean, you, you, he gets you through the third quarter, he takes a break, and it's almost like, what do you do? What I mean, what's the answer there? Do you give him a 60-second blow and bring him back with 11 minutes? I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. It's the only thing that will solve that. Yeah. And I, so you can't do that either. It's, it's a tough spot. Honestly, bro. Honestly, you kind of got, listen, one of the things that LeBron James does do, and he does it very, very well, is he could give a fuck about what the final score is in the early parts of the season. Mm -hmm. And you saw it tonight. He dished out to Cam. He missed. They got the rebound, got back to him, found a way to get back to Cam Reddish, missed again. They got the rebound again. LeBron drives, kicks it back out to Cam Reddish for the third time, splash. Like those are the things that pay off because you're trying to build everybody's confidence as the season wears on. And by the time you get to the end of the season, that's why typically a LeBron James team is much better at the end of the season than it is in the beginning. You have to take lumps though. You have to be willing to take those lumps. And I think right now we all have to accept that if we want this bench unit and everybody else to get better, they're going to have to play without these superstars in stretches in order to get better. Like, it's ugly. It's not pretty. They blew a lead. We're all unhappy. I totally get it. But maybe that's that. Maybe that's the focus that needs to happen because we can always sit here and say, oh, what if? Well, just wait until, you know, just wait until Book comes back. Just wait until Beal comes back. Just wait till all three. Like, man, like, how many times are we going to say that this season? Like, you might just have to take some L's in order to grow. Yeah. So it, you're still saying, though, there's a chance. Man, there's always taking a chance. some lumps right now. I mean, it's only nine games. Yeah, I mean, it's super early. I mean, listen, I'm pissed. I'm there. I'm pissed off. I'm we're all pissed off. I I'm I'm pissed off because this is a game I think they they should have won. Mm-hmm. Um, am I sitting here waving a white flag and saying, "Oh my God, it's a disaster"? No, that's way too early, and we're not there. The one play I want back, if I can rewind rewind this game, the one play I want back is two twenty on the clock. Katie's got the ball. Up ISO, they send a double. Grayson's wide open in the corner. He should have did exactly what you said LeBron was doing with Reddish. Oh, yeah. Wide open in the corner, kick it there, and hopefully that guy, guy who just hit eight threes, that's another thing. I feel like Grayson and Eric Gordon are blowing my mind with their style of play is changing. I mean, these guys are three-point shooters. We brought them here to stretch the floor. We, We brought them here to create offense. Like, 
what are we doing, man? Uh, Eric Gordon seems to have an, a, fa- a fascination with getting the ball at the three-point line and going right into the paint where all the trees and trying to create contact or do something that he shouldn't yeah, be doing. It worked one time. Right. Out so of like 15. Yeah, there, there's some things that got to get fixed, but it, it will be all right. I, I really think what they need to be looking at too is what's that lineup you start the fourth with? Yeah. How are you doing that? And how do you ensure that at the very least you got a defensive-minded squad out there? Because these runs are deadly. I mean, if if you just play average at the beginning of this fourth quarter, it's a completely different game. But you give up a 16-2 to two run, and, and all of a sudden Lakers are up one before you know it, and then KD has to come back in and try to be and play hero ball because you're now behind after leading by double digits. Yeah, no, I, that's a great point. It's a great point. Like again, to start the fourth quarter, the the idea is that when you have two or more superstars healthy, that one of them will start the fourth and the other one will come off the bench sometime in the fourth. Right? KD sits in the fourth. Bradley Beal should be the one out there. Bradley Beal should be the one that's leading that team. Um, but again, he didn't do that tonight. And yeah, I mean, listen, you have to, Bradley Beal is going to have to start to learn like, hey, man, like we're not in Washington anymore. People get pissed off because there's championship level expectations here. If you're hurt, then you're hurt. Get your ass on the bench and go sit because they ain't helping anybody. But if you're good to go, then you need to be a lot more aggressive and you need to be there. Uh, to help out everybody else because you playing like Bradley Beal helps out everybody else. Um, but again, like I, I, I thought Katie was amazing tonight. I think he was amazing tonight. Yes. I just want to say that again. He was amazing tonight. Yeah, nobody, there was still uh, a couple plays that I think if he even looked at tape and he saw like, damn, Grayson was wide open, like wide open. That that's a missed opportunity because he threw one uh, one legged shot up and and was off balance and he missed it short um, instead of kicking it out over to to Grayson. Those are the types of things that they'll learn about and they'll grow and everything will be cool. Like I'm not worried about KD. I'm not worried about Grayson Allen. I'm not worried about Bradley Beal. I know everybody's pissed off. That's cool. You have a right to be mad. It's just these these are learnable things that they can tweak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I do think people are, are really underestimating. I mean, I, Devin Booker is our best player, man. I mean, he is our best player. Anybody disagree with that? No. You disagree with that? I mean, I, he, I've seen him twice. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, okay. I, 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 what do you want me to say? He's oh, only I played two games saying. versus Katie, who's played nine. Like, you're not the best player if you're not playing. Like, so right now, is the best ability. right now, KD is the best player because he's playing. Okay. All right. I'm not trying to slight. No, book. no, no, like, no. Okay. I so, love book. Like I think book okay. is a, an amazing player. Like when he plays, sure. He, he is the best player. I, I, I just, but you got to play. I, I just think that what, <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's got to play. You're right. Two games. That's what he played. Bill played two games too. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, All right. Let's do a little quick reset here, okay? Uh, obviously, the fourth quarter was awful for the Phoenix Suns, but if you want to end the fourth quarter of this year on a positive note, 
You should get new floors for your house with Empire Today. <laughs> oh, you can impress Jesus your family Christ. for the holidays and get oh really God. great floors. I would have went I'm with, trying, okay? I would have went with, the Suns had a new floor tonight, and you can have new hey, floors, that's too. that's even better. Well, Good one, go. Espo. With Empire Today, you get at shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. And you can also use their floor visualizer by visiting empiretoday.com slash phnx to see what their floors are going to look like in your home. So schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code phnx. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash phnx for all the details. Empire Today. And uh, the Suns will be back in action on Sunday, November 12th at 6 p.m. And it'll be happening on Arizona's Family Sports. Make sure you are prepared with whatever it is that you need to watch the games, whether that's getting yourself an antenna or just figuring out when and where to watch all the games and visiting azfamily.com and clicking on Suns Games for listing information for your area is the best place to do that. AZ Family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix Suns Games on Arizona Family Sports. Okay. A lot of things in the chat that people are talking about and they want to get to. So we'll start with some super chats here. Trevor sent us one. Thank you, Trevor, and said, these turnovers and fourth quarter shooting droughts need to stop. Guys got to go back to practicing the basics and work on passes. Lazy team is frustrating. Do you think a lot of this is just the basics and needing to clean that up? I mean, it's, it's fundamentally sound basketball. Um, there was even a situation where the Lakers scored, Nurk gets the ball out of bounds, and he kind of just half-asses throws the pass out there, and the Lakers almost stole it. And I'm like, bro, that's the type of shit that we're talking about. How many times? Now, there's some other times, like, I, I can forgive, like, guy makes a backdoor cut, you thought he was shooting to the outside, but he went inside, you threw it out. Like, okay, I'm cool with that. Like, those are the chemistry things that they'll work out. But laziness is not one of those things. That should never be an issue. You got to have crisp passes in the NBA. You got to be assertive in the NBA. You can't be like just willy-nilly just kind of being blasé about your passing in the NBA. And that's the thing that bothered me the most about some of these turnovers tonight. Not everybody, not everybody, but some of these things, they were preventable. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, like Flex was talking about, you know, Eric Gordon dribbling into the trees for the fifth time in a row, when it didn't work the previous four times, you got to make an adjustment. And it's probably more frustrating because you have a veteran like that not being able to adjust. Do We got to be better about this. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> uh, also, I'm never answering the question about Devin Booker, KD, Bradley Beal, God, Jesus, who's the best player ever. I'm not, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I just want to win basketball games. Yeah. Yeah, Let's not no, have that conversation again. Yeah, we're, we're not doing that. All right. So Adrian sent us one as well. Thank you, Adrian said. Please tell me why it's so difficult for us to stay on shooters. But man, Bradley Beal looks solid and book coming back any day now. Hashtag scary hours. Hashtag not worried. I think so. I mean, especially in that fourth quarter. Their rotations were rough tonight, man. Yeah. Their rotations were super rough tonight. Yeah. Def- were- Defense is so much chemistry, though, too. I wonder, still, I think we forget there's there's 13 new guys on this roster. Some of it is is figuring that that out and trusting where your guy's going to be and understanding that stuff. And I think some of that's just going to take time to get there on the defensive end. And some of it was just bad 
well, switching, getting caught in in a bad position. I think a big part of that fourth quarter was you're not able to even set your half-court defense. I mean, yeah. they were getting a lot of those points in transition because offensively we were atrocious. So we're missing shots. They're going out. They're in transition. People aren't getting back right. Cam Reddish for three. You know what I mean? And it was just that 16-2 run was a whole pile of you know what. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna be able to score and they're not taking the ball out the out the basket and they're just pushing it, and then you got that lineup they can't score, it's a recipe for disaster. And it's a bad spot for Brad Beal to be in, man. I think it's a bad spot to, for Brad Beal to be in because I don't think he's nowhere near ready to be the Brad Beal that we think and to to him for him to go out there in the fourth quarter and uh and, and basically be the guy you're relying on. And that goes back to why I even mentioned the comment about Devin Booker being the best player. What I'm trying to say is is there's a very good chance that's Devin Booker instead of Brad Beal. And if that's Devin Booker instead of Brad Beal, you probably got a better chance. Or you might have both of them out there and you can stagger them and have KD resting while they're both out there. So this isn't about uh, who's better. This is I'm just saying he's one of the best players on the team. And to think that he doesn't make a huge impact in a game like this is crazy. I mean, he's one of the best players in basketball for a reason. So I I, I do think if he's in this spot tonight, um, there's a very good chance this doesn't look as bad as it looked. Hey, listen, I, I think I, I just said, like, the best ability is availability, or you said that, in terms of Devin Booker. Um, when it comes to Bradley Beal, uh, I am starting to feel like, listen, man, like, for $50 million a year, you got to do something in the fourth quarter. You can't just sit back and be passive like everybody, like every other bench warmer. Like, you can't be that guy. Like, you have to know that you have to step up. I don't, like, again, if you're limited, you're limited. Then you should come out. But you got to do something. And I'm not asking for every single possession for you to try and be KD. I just need to see a little bit more than what I saw tonight from Bradley Beal in that fourth quarter. And really the entire second half. 22 in the first half. He looked a uh, fucking amazing in that first half. Mm. That so final what do you think happened? To I, be fair, no. What do you think happened? I don't know. He probably got really right. tired, no, or he, when he landed, maybe he tweaked something and felt a little bit may, sore. May, maybe, maybe he landed. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it could be both of the things. It could be none it, of the things. But it, it could, could be. be. Now, it could be. now, now, here's the thing. Availability is the most. Is, is the most. Uh, what was the it? Best uh, yeah, best ability. Okay. If you if we're sitting down watching this game and we get a report to come out of half, Brad Beal's not returning for the rest of the game. What mm-hmm. are we talking about? Everybody freaks the hell right. out. Right. Right. So, I mean, this is his second game. The dude had 24. And I know you won it in the fourth, but don't just absolutely forget that he scored 24 on 53%. I mean, he went out there, whatever, whatever the problem was, he went out there and tried to finish the game. Yep. I am not putting this on Black Brad Beal. I think that is crazy that's, to put this on Brad Beal. Nobody's, nobody's putting you, the game on Brad Beal. You're telling him he's got to go out there and be the Brad Beal of the Washington I'm Wizards. I'm saying like, that I need to see some glimpses. Otherwise, if you you're saw saying, it in the first half. In the first half, but right. in the second half when the game is so actually So he forgot on. how to play basketball, bro. bro listen, listen. He, in the second half, what ahead. did he do? No, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Yeah, but right. that's, that's I'm saying. You got to give me, hey, if you take 10 plays off, give me one. Damn, is that much to ask? He came out of timeouts passive, standing on the side, standing at the wings. He wasn't moving very much. So that tells me that something must be wrong. Yeah, if he's out of shape I, I or if he's you. hurt. Either way, you're hurting your team by not being the Bradley Beal or aggressive in any way, shape, or form on either side of the ball. And that's a problem. It is game like 
like Flex said, game two back for a guy that missed a, you know, a lot of time, of time early, couldn't couldn't do cardio because of his back, these things. And I'd still rather have that Bradley Beal that was out there tonight than having to play more Josh Kogi minutes or having to see, uh, you know, Nasir Little minutes tonight. And I get it, man, that that I want to see more, and I'm right there with you, but I also understand the reality situation. The guy that I want to see step up more is Kevin Young and his offense. I need to see more out of that. That's the one common thread from last year that we have when it comes to this team, and and I need to see some creativity out of this offense uh, along the way. Uh, listen, guys, like, mm-hmm. there's so many things that went wrong with this game, all because I'm pointing out that Bradley Beal didn't do much in the second half doesn't mean that I'm sitting here fucking saying that it's all on Bradley Beal as to why we lost this game, because it absolutely isn't. Turnovers rebounding like that's not just Bradley Beal like so we got to stop with this like all because we're pointing out like we're going through the game and picking out things that we thought were could have been improved if we go to every single point and everybody acts like that one point is the entire reason why the entire game was a flaw then what are we doing here like that's not that's not what's happening. I understand that, but I also just think that if there's one person that could maybe have a little bit of a pass or a little bit less blame placed on their shoulders, it is Bradley Beal because he is still working on getting back into game shape. He has the least amount of time with any of the guys on the court as far as figuring out rhythm or chemistry with one another. So, like, I just think if anybody should should have a little bit less of the burden on their shoulders, it's probably Bradley Beal at this yeah, point. And Even though he is... One of the best th- three on the team, whichever order you want to put him in. And even though he's getting paid $50 million, like he's still a human being. It's, well, his body is still just like the rest of ours. You got to work up to things. Well, and there's no lead to blow in the fourth quarter without what Bradley Beal did in, in, in that first half. So, I mean, I get it. Uh, yeah, I want to see more out of Bradley Beal. But if we're talking his 10th, 15th game and we're seeing this Bradley Beal in the fourth quarter, I'm right there. Game yeah. two. I, I mean, it, it's hard for me to believe that there's not something that he played with, something bothering him in that second half. I mean, he just looked like an entirely different player. And again, it's the reason why I hate talking about injuries is because it's always a, it's like a seesaw. It's like you want them to come back, and when they come back and they get hurt, then they're getting criticized for coming back and getting hurt. And it's like, yeah, these guys are in a no-win situation. If Brad Beal said my back is a little tight after that four guys, I need the second half off. This is a whole different conversation tonight. And so, yeah, I'm 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 having a hard time with the whole injury thing. That's that's my thing. Um, I'm not gonna blame guys for going out there and trying to play. Okay, so a lot of people in the chat want us to talk about coaching. Espo, you brought up a little bit of the offensive side of things. Before we dive into the coaching conversation, let's actually hear from Suns head coach Frank Vogel. This was his message to the team after the game. It's a long season. Stay together. Disappointing. Okay, we're we're banged up. Got guys coming back, and you know we're still going to get even more hole than we are. Um, we've got to stay together. We'll get to do our work tomorrow. Clean up, improve, and get ready for OKC. It's a long season, but we obviously want to know. What's going on with the fourth quarters? Here's what he had to say about that. 
rest. Yeah, well, Kev, Kev gets his rest in, and we, and we talked about tweaking that so he's in to start the fourth. Um, we thought with Brad coming back that he could carry us during that stretch, but you know, between the Reddish three and, and how they started the, the fourth, you know, with the, I, I, honestly, I, I mean, I got to look at the tape, but I felt like our defensive breakdowns, you know, to start the fourth were more than anything than, um, you know, than Kevin Durant carrying us offensively. You know, I, we didn't guard it during that stretch. So, um, like I said, I'll look at the tape and, um, you know, continue to evaluate. Yeah, I mean, that was some of our best offense. I mean, Kev, Kev was going one-on-one, you know, and just slowing things down, giving him space to, to operate. Um, so, yeah. So Big Vernon sent us a super chat and said, I'm not going to lie, Vogel needs to switch Katie minutes around to start the fourth quarter. I mean, my God, every time he sits, the team goes on a 10-0 run. How are you guys feeling about the way that Vogel has handled his rotations coming into the fourth quarter and throughout? Well, I don't I don't think it matters. Whenever Katie sits, you're going to wind up with this run if nobody else is picking things up offensively. So whether it's the start of the fourth or end of the third or wherever you're sitting him, the problem is other people not scoring, the, the being no offense when Katie's off the floor. Now, when Bradley Beal is, is humming the way we think he can, that changes things when Devin Booker's there. But right now, it's it, it's not a matter of when you're sitting Katie, it's the fact that you have to sit Katie and nobody else is, st- is stepping up right now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to put your finger on that. Like you said, if you take them out with four minutes left in the third, you're not up nine. You're probably down nine, <laughs> right? So you're going you're gonna to win some, you're going to lose some. Again, my problem is, is that it, when you start that fourth quarter, like I just feel like he lets it avalanche a little bit. I feel like he lets it go a little too far. I mean, uh, I think Kevin came back in the eight-minute mark, was it? Yeah, I think Eight-minute yeah. mark. I mean, you could tell two minutes into that thing. It was timeout, man. Something's really wrong here. Let's switch something up. None of that really happened. And then by the time Katie comes back in, they're down five. And and then and then Katie's playing hero ball. And so that's it's, they're falling right into the same trap every time. And there's got to be a solution. I think Frank's got to come up with a way to stagger him in. It's a little bit different so that that doesn't happen every damn night because it feels like it's happened consistently. Honestly, even if it's not staggering the minutes, just call a timeout to put a pause on what is happening before it gets too out of control. Like, bring your guys in, have a good reset. Hopefully that will start a different approach to things or just stop a run that the Lakers or whomever we're playing is going on at that point in time. Like you have these timeouts, like utilize them, especially now that we've seen this happen a handful of times already in this, to start the season, like do something else, even as simple as that. I'll take this, this game. I mean, it just comes down to the fact that they missed, they had 10 more opportunities than the Lakers in this game. And that's including the three offensive rebounds they gave up in the fourth uh, the the turnovers that we want to talk about, they missed shots. They, they had 10 more opportunities than the Lakers. In a game that you lose by three, it's that simple. Make yeah. two two more of those 10 that you get, and, and you win this game. You The yeah. offense just has to be better. And, and the crazy thing is we actually beat them on the offensive glass tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, we beat them on the offensive glass, but those three, four at the end— were unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they really had multiple cracks at that. Seventeen to nine on the offensive glass, fifty two forty three in favor of the Suns overall. Yeah, I don't know what what else to say. The fucking game doesn't matter until the fourth quarter. 
And when you don't show up in the fourth quarter, the first, second, and third don't mean shit. That's what it is. That's what it is. We can sugarcoat it all we want. We can say X, Y, and Z. But in the fourth quarter, when it mattered the most, the Lakers tried to choke us out, and we didn't respond. I mean, that's just what it, LeBron's hitting threes. He's hitting fadeaway uh, jump shots. Austin Reeves is stepping up, hitting freaking some tough shots. Like they weren't, not all of them were wide open. Uh, and like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? The Suns didn't respond. The only one that tried to respond was KD. That's it. Yeah. I, I, everybody else was standing around watching. I, I, how else are we supposed to talk about everybody else except for KD that didn't really play very well in the fourth quarter? I think Torin brings up a really good point in the chat said, don't you feel like we're not pushing teams in the second and third quarters when the lead is around 10? It's always hovering around that, but it never increases past that. I think that's a really interesting, like just a really good point to bring up because there were multiple times in tonight's game where the broadcasters pointed it out. Everybody on socials pointing it out. It's like, oh, the Suns could really run away with things here if they just X, Y, and Z, but they do the exact opposite and allow the Lakers to get back into it. And it hasn't just happened in tonight's game. It's happened in multiple games so far this season where it's like you are right there on the cusp of running away with the game, but you allow them to come back into this because you take your foot off the pedal. That also needs to change because then you don't enter the fourth quarter in a five-point game with another opponent. You enter a fourth quarter up 15 like you should be based on what the the game has already shown us to this point. Like, you can't let your foot off the gas like that. When you have the opportunities, you have to take them. I will sit here and say this. Uh, When you – everybody's kind of talking about iso ball with KD, right? Mm -hmm. When was KD at his very best? I mean, outside of OKC. Golden State. Golden State. And did they stand around? No. Fuck No. Constant motion, yeah. Curry, Clay, KD, constantly moving, constantly moving. Very rarely did you see ISO ball with KD and just have everybody else just kind of sitting in the corner. Like, that's what the Suns are going to have to start to do at some point, whether you trust the guys around them or not, because this isn't going to work the way it's currently constructed because it's far too easy to double and triple KD in prime opportunities without the movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah. just it's too easy. Yeah, they're not moving the ball at all. I mean, you know, again, it goes back to when you're starting a game and Grayson Allen's your starting point guard, you already know that you you got a problem. That's it's just this team is hard. This team is not uh they're not healthy. They're not what they think they should be. And this is why I think sometimes uh, talking about a traditional point guard may not be a bad thing because the ball's sticking. But but it's not sticking in the first half, and you look at it in the fourth, and there are a handful of times where you get wide-open shots. I mean, Grayson makes the right read there at the end and finds KBD in the corner, and he can't convert. Like, it's, it's opportune things. And one thing we haven't talked about is free throws tonight. Uh, the, the Lakers get to the line seven more times. They get six more points at the free throw line. The Shuns only shot 74% uh, from the free throw line. That's another area. You know, a handful of these misses here and there add up when you're in these really close games uh, late as well because it costs you. you. You leave seven points at the charity stripe tonight. Yeah. You know, in a three point game. There's th- all th- sorts of little things that add up. I think when I, I think we're 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 misinterpreting Devin Booker. Devin Booker 
is going to force the issue when he's in there and he's going to create more more uh focus on him because he's a, a tremendous player you have to account for him i don't think it's necessarily because because if i throw tj mcconnell in that situation is it really any different than it was tonight no no, but but that's what I'm saying. You that, need yeah. you need Devin Booker yes. because he's a score playmaker, yes. not just a point guard. So I think we need to get away with this. Oh, we need a point guard because you can't just pull any point guard and throw him into this. If we had campaign, I don't know how much this changes. All right. No, no. So I, I agree with you. But to Lindsay's point, there was multiple times in this game where you're looking at in this nine, 10, 11, then it goes back to three, then nine, 10, 11. Mm-hmm. As I'm watching this game and I'm saying, when I say traditional point guard, I'm just saying a guy that can come in and weather the storm and end that second half. Like, I mean, end that second quarter. We we were up, what, six at the half? No, uh, eight, eight. eight. Up eight at the half. I, I, I At the half, I was pissed. I'm like, we should be up 15. Like, there's no reason. Traditional point guard, like one of my favorite point guards is Tyus Jones. He's not a star. But he got the job. He gets the job done. I'm just saying a guy that's going to go in there and value the basketball and not do those stupid turnovers you're talking about that lead to five or four point swing where you should be up 15, but instead you're up eight. And and again, whether we do that or not, it's not going to it's not the end of the world. I, I don't think it, it drastically changes everything. But I do feel like. It's a flaw because you're saying you're worried about Devin. What if Devin keeps getting hurt? Or what if Devin has another stretch? Do we need a point guard? Yes. Grayson Allen can't start the game at point guard, guys. Brad, I mean, Bradley Beal's supposed to be part. Like, I think it's a lot of things right now. And when you look at this, in their losses, uh, 119 points tonight against the Lakers. Uh, 121 points against the Spurs in the, in the, in the second loss. 114 in the first. Like, those are numbers where the offense has done enough. The defense should also be picking it up because you're giving up, you know, 132, 115, 122 tonight in these losses. Like, also, they got to be better defensively. It's not, it's not just oh, a point guard could magically fix things. I know that's not what you're saying, but some people are acting like that. Like. No, defense needs to be yeah. uh, it'd be better too because you got if your defense is better, 119 points should win you most games. Yeah. Well, uh, we got to do this all again on Sunday. So if you guys want to head out to the game, you can check out our friends over at Game Time. It's the best place to get tickets to games or concerts you want to go to, and it is the best place for last minute ticket deals. So. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. But again, create an account and redeem that code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Also, make sure you guys check out our friends over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. No one does it better than they do. They offer an authentic and immersive experience. With an unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you won't find anywhere else in the desert. They've set a very high bar. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. So visit playathila.com for more details. All right, gentlemen, we have quite a few super chats here to roll through. So let's take a peek at some more of them. Ryan, thank you for your super chat said, I mean this wholeheartedly. If we had Caruso instead of a Kogi, this is the best team in the NBA and it's not close like 70 and 12. Good. 
Uh, we also have one more when it comes to Josh Akogi. Let me see if I can find it. Shiobon sent us one and said, J.O. has to stop shooting threes. He's better in the paint. I know a lot of people are very down about Josh Akogi right now, and it's super unfortunate because you know how much I love Josh, but I don't know what happened. He, he has completely lost all confidence when it comes to his shooting. Oh, that air ball three in the fourth or in, in the second half of that game was atrocious. Like that was one. He's wide open. There's not a guy within five feet of him, and he he airballs it from the corner, which is which is tough to do. <laughs> he overshot the rim and airballed it. I, listen, the Lakers were scheming for that. Yeah, they were scheming for that. Yeah, there wasn't a guy on the outside uh, uh, of his side of the paint when that ball was at the top of the key. You know why? Because they were like, yeah, shoot that. They, shoot it. <sighs> but that's that's a high percentage shot for us. Yeah. I, seriously. Like, that's <laughs> what the Lakers were thinking. And I, I, Akogi's going through it. And I really feel bad because I love Josh Akogi. He's, he's a hard, hard worker. But it is it hurts your feelings to watch him shoot right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it really does. And he, you're watching this kid, and he's trying to figure it out. But you can see that confidence just wanes every yeah. shot that he misses. And then when that air ball went down, you you just knew like he probably won't take that shot again. And he, but he has to yeah. because he's wide open. And if he doesn't, it, the whole thing is flawed. Yeah. So it, you got to hope that it gets better, or you can't play him. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate part is that whoever is in that position has to be able to take advantage of all of the open looks that they're going to get. Or like you said, Saul, you can't play them. Yeah. But who, who on this team would you rather see in that spot right now? Not as if they're not, they don't exist just in general, who would you rather see take that spot? There's two players right now that I'm kind of surprised have not gotten more run than, than they did um, in the preseason or even a couple games this season, Nas little, and uh, Shemezi Metu. I don't know why they're not getting any opportunity, um, especially Metu, who looked like he was able to hit the wide open spot up three, um, certainly had the confidence to do it. And Nazir Little has shown us a little bit here and there. Yeah. Nazir Little in the first matchup did a pretty good job against LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron had no fear tonight whatsoever taking yeah. that ball to the cup. Yeah. Nobody provided resistance either on the drive or at the rim. Like yeah. <laughs> Nas Little, yeah. at least he wasn't afraid to throw his body in front of LeBron from time to time and get a little physical with him. Uh, but yeah. for whatever reason, uh, we're, we're sticking with these guys. And, hey, it is what it is, Espo, I guess. you said you were getting tired of seeing that LeBron Grayson Allen switch. Mm -hmm. I mean, that could have been Nasir Little. Well, I, and Nasir Little would have done, like Saul said, a, a much better job. He's a strong, physical kid. So, yeah, I, I don't know. That's the, one of those questions Frank is going to have to answer eventually because the, he has guys on the bench that can do some things, but they're not getting any opportunity. Well, I right now, too, they're playing a lot of those three-guard lineups in the, in the second half. They're going in that situation. They're giving up a lot of size. But when you start looking at the roster, I think that might be one of the inherent flaws here because Yuta may be a, bit, a little bit taller, but he ain't a size guy, right? Yeah. You got a lot of length in terms of wingspan, but not a lot of big guys at this point. I mean, maybe Matu needs some run from that standpoint, but th there may be a fundamental flaw in this roster too when you're going up. And I know LeBron is, is obviously 
you know, one of the greatest of all time. But when you're going against a bigger lineup like that, you don't have many options to turn to here. you got a lot of guys like Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon, Josh Akogi, uh, you know, that that don't fit that bill. Yeah. And even even KBD, again, long wingspan, not big dude. You know, yeah. that, that may be a question they have to answer at some point. And when you go three guard lineup, what do you what do you when you go three guard lineup, what do you expect? Scoring. Yes. Yeah, so, you gotta hit open so, shots. Right. So if you're out there with a three guard lineup and you're not stopping anybody or scoring, geez, it's, yeah, that's that, a problem. There's, yeah, now you got an issue. Now you got a problem. Because if you got a three guard lineup out there, you need to at least score. You know you're gonna have struggle on you're gonna struggle on defense, but if you're not scoring, wow. Okay, a couple more here. Trez Wilson said, seemed like everything went downhill when Reeves and LeBron started attacking that two-man game to get the matchup LeBron wanted. Lakers got hot from three. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Trez. They did did what the Suns used to do. Mm -hmm. They found a pigeon, and they went at him. Yeah. Uh, Tim from Phoenix, thank you for yours. Said, tough loss, but still early. Glad it's only game nine and not game 82. Can't wait to see you all at the takeover. Thanks, Tim from Phoenix. Always keeping it a little bit positive. And we're excited to see you at the takeover as well. That's happening next Wednesday, November 15th. We still have a few tickets available if you guys want to come out and join us. It'll be when the Suns take on the Timberwolves. And just maybe, just maybe, will be the first time that we get to see the big three all together. Fingers crossed. Who knows? Uh, But we do have uh, a gentleman. You all guys know who it is. Joining us from the arena, Jacob, hit it. In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome to Hi, Gerald. How are you? Looks on your face as you guys are too. <laughs> yeah, not great. Not great around these parts. Uh, listen, Gerald, the first thing we want to ask you about, of course, is Bradley Beal. I saw you tweet out that he said he's his back got a little tight there at a certain point in time within the game. Can you give us more on what he said? Yeah, so he was saying his back feels good. He said it's frustrating to have to be like dealing with the rotations and the minutes restriction, obviously he probably went over that tonight playing 31, 32 minutes, whatever it wound up being. Um, But he said it just got a little bit tight on him in the fourth quarter after sitting out for a while there. Um, So they're still very much in the ramp up stage. Bill said, you know, he knows that they're doing the smart thing with how they're managing, you know, coming back from a back injury. Um, So hopefully it's not something to worry about, but you know, it is one of those things with a back that it could respond a certain way after playing as many minutes as he did. So it's definitely something we'll keep an eye on, but he didn't, it didn't sound like anything serious or anything that would be lingering on, you know, moving forward. Do you think that it bothered, uh, he said it was going into the fourth quarter or was it? Yeah. yeah. Cause he didn't look like the same player after halftime. No, he didn't. And I think that's part of it. I think he only got like, he only had two points in the third quarter. I think he had like one or two shots maybe in that quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, you know, they turned to him to kind of anchor the offense a little bit. Uh, we saw him airball that one three where he was kind of wide open and it was like, what the hell was that? And I think that was a situation of A, the back and B, like he's still getting his legs under him as well. That's another thing that we need to remember with this is, you know, the guy hadn't played up until the last game in Chicago. So he's still getting his conditioning. 
He's still getting his legs under him. So it's going to be a process. We saw what Bradley Beal fully healthy can look like in the first half. And then we saw, you know, for the second game in a row, him kind of wear down in the second half a little bit. I guess my, my question is if his back was tight and he wasn't right, then how can he possibly work on the conditioning of his legs if his back is preventing him from actually working on the condition of his body, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't have the answers for you on that one. I, I think it's a situation where you're, you're pushing your body in terms of what you can sustain coming back from that type of injury. And also, even if it, you weren't coming back from that type of injury, like going from 24 minutes to 32 in your second game back, they're steadily trying to ramp that up. Cause I imagine you know, regular season, he'll probably be around 36 minutes or so. Playoff time, he'll probably be closer to 40. Um, so it's, it's one of those situations where we just have to wait and see how the body responds to it. Um, and, and I think we saw a combination of maybe the back getting tight and also still trying to get his legs under him. Did anybody have any answers for you in terms of why this keeps happening in the fourth? I mean, we just keep seeing the same kind of thing over and over we've talked about that did frank or any of the players you talked to tonight give you any insight on what they feel is going on in these final periods yeah so i asked frank vogel about the minutes without kd to start the fourth quarter obviously he has to come out at some point in time he can't play the full 48 minutes and even tonight he still played 39 minutes um, and he said that they've talked with the coaching staff about pulling him earlier in the third quarter to bring him back out there to start the fourth. But with Beal back, they thought that they had a guy who could kind of ground that unit a little bit to start the fourth quarter without KD, give him a little bit of a breather. Um, obviously, that didn't pan out in their favor tonight. It's Beal's second game back. That's still a game that you obviously should win. You don't want to start a fourth quarter giving up an 8-0 run and, you know, turning what was a third quarter lead into a deficit there um but that was just the thinking behind you know having kd play the whole third again and then have him out to start the fourth they've talked a lot about how they feel like their defense their defensive communication wasn't great their rotations were off they were trying to send two to the ball to get the ball out of lebron james's hand because he was really killing them and the lakers shooters made them pay on the backside. he said their rotations weren't perfectly clean in getting back to those shooters you know obviously cam reddish had a great night after coming into the night two for 16 from three. The law of averages says he was going to knock down a couple, and so were the Lakers as a whole. But, you know, they, they gained confidence from some of the open looks they were getting, and there was that one possession where they gave up a bunch of, bunch of offensive rebounds that ended in a Cam Reddish corner three. Like, those are backbreaker possessions. They give an opponent a lot of confidence as a shooting team. Um, so that all just kind of spiraled out of control. Kevin Durant said he kind of liked the offense that they were getting in the fourth quarter, especially when he was on the court. He felt like they were still generating good looks. They just couldn't knock him down. I asked Frank Vogel if he thought the offense had gotten stagnant. Um, and he said, well, Kevin Durant, you know, operating in ISO is one of our best plays. Um, and that was mm -hmm. kind of where he left the question there. So it's one of those things where you really hope that when Book comes back, he'll be able to generate a lot more movement on and off the ball with his playmaking, with his scoring ability, because right now it does seem to devolve into a lot of get Kevin the ball and get out of the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it might be their one of their best plays, but it probably shouldn't be their only play in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Correct. Gerald, I got a question, man. We we talked this week about the whole Eric Gordon, Grayson Allen home road split thing. Mm -hmm. 
Is there anybody questioning or asking questions about Eric Gordon's comfort level coming off the bench as opposed to starting? Because he's also looking like an entirely different player when he's not in the starting lineup. Um, and, and so I'm wondering if anybody's asking him that question. How's he feeling about his role off the bench or anything in particular? Because it seems to be a drastic difference between the two. Yeah, it's a good point. We didn't get to hear from Eric Gordon after the game. He wasn't in the locker room when we went in there. Um, but I do think a lot of these guys have kind of whiplash from the roles that they're being asked to take on and then take yeah. a step back. It can be confusing for a player, even a veteran like Eric Gordon, who's used to coming off the bench on really good teams. Um, you know, the first couple of games, especially without Book and Beal, he was asked to do a lot of playmaking, a lot of driving, a lot more offensive creation. Now he's being asked to step back into the role he normally occupies coming off the bench secondary creation, shooting, stuff like that. Um, so I, I think it's one of those things where everybody is still trying to get their bearings because of the way that they've had two key pieces in and out of the lineup and mostly out of the lineup. It asks guys to adjust and then they adjust and then they have to readjust back to something right. different. I, I think we're kind of seeing that. And I asked Bradley Beal if there's that kind of uh, frustration, that sense of urgency chomping at the bit because – you know, he was out to start the season. Then Book was out a little bit. Now he's back. Book's still out. They've got so many guys in and out of the lineup. You can tell there's kind of that antsiness to get this thing going. And hopefully that doesn't appeal to Book's uh, worst nature when it comes to rushing back from injuries. Anything else stand out to you tonight? Stand out to you tonight, Gerald? No, I, I, I think this is the type of game that the Suns absolutely need to close. I also still think that it's way too early to be panicking about any of the role players and how they're playing or, you know, making any definitive statements about Bradley Beal. My two biggest concerns coming out of this game, aside from the obvious fourth quarter thing that I think Booker will make better, is A, we saw what happened last time against the Spurs when they dropped a winnable game. Devin Booker rushed back from injury and wound up hurting something else. I, I know that his team is being very adamant with him about taking it slow and coming back from that calf strain, taking his time. But these are the types of games that make that that much harder for a guy who's impatient coming back from injury. So you really want to see them start closing out these types of games to let Booker take his time with it. And then my other concern is obviously we're putting a lot on Kevin Durant at the start of this season. Another 39 minutes tonight. I think he had 42 in Chicago the other night in overtime. Like I asked Frank Vogel about balancing, you know, wanting KD to be on the court, not putting too much on him. And he was saying he's good to go. He wants to shoulder as much as he possibly can. Uh, but hopefully this is not something that they have to continue riding him like this for much longer. Uh, last thing I have for you comes from Jay in the chat. Uh, they I said, any words for the chat, Gerald? The sky is falling here. Guys, it's going to be okay. We are, we're nine games into the season. It's going to be all right. I know it doesn't feel like it right now. The fourth quarters have sucked. That's a game, again, that they should win. This should be a 7-2 and two team if you take out the atrocious fourth quarters that they've had against a couple of teams where they were up entering the fourth. Uh, but guess what? You're missing a top 10 player who's probably going to help with a lot of that or at least allow you to stagger so that you're not starting the fourth quarter you know, without – basically your main firepower guys out there. It's it's going to be okay. Thanks, Gerald. We'll see you Bye, later. <laughs> well, the good news is it's Friday night, so if you wanted to have one, two, three, four, four Peaks beers, you could totally do that and just, like, you know, 
sleep in tomorrow. Forget all about the son's woes. Spoken um, like somebody without a child at home. Yes. I, you can still do it. Shouldn't they be asleep by now? It's 11.52 yeah, at it's, night. It's the whole getting up tomorrow. Oh, yeah, that'll be rough. Well, you could just, that's for future you to worry about. Use that excuse until she's like graduated college. <laughs> that's for future you to worry about, Espo. Right now, you can do whatever you'd like. Uh, but if you guys want to get your hands on some Four Peaks, we highly recommend. They are absolutely fantastic. And pumpkin porter season is just about to wrap up, so you should definitely get your hands on that while it is still on the shelves. Also, visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events that our friends over at four peaks have going on you can also follow them on social at four peaks brew or at four peaks pub to keep up with the latest at arizona's hometown brewery a reminder you do have to be 21 or older to drink four peaks and we ask that you please drink responsibly as well you could just wear your shady race tomorrow morning <laughs> just cover all of the yep. the evidence of the night before <laughs> because shady rays these are the best polarized sunglasses you're going to get your hands on they're an independent sunglass company with a world-class product. And exclusively for all of you, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Just go to ShadyRays.com. Use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. So you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Cameron Stevenson in the chat kind of hit a nerve. Uh, so he said, needing three all NBA guys just to not blow double digit leads is insane. I agree. I agree. I mean, you're not wrong. You should hold on to these leads. Yeah. Well, you don't need all three of these dudes to be in the lineup to beat the Lakers. The Lakers are not that good. Or the Spurs. But well, they have our number. Well, does that, I mean, bring up the question were we too high on the depth? Are we too high on the depth of this team? Is it not as good? As we thought, or is it a case of they're playing out of, you know, out of their roles right now, and it changes when you have those guys? I don't know at this point, but I'm starting to wonder if some of these guys aren't as good as we had we had hoped from the minimum bargain basement that we uh, that we found them in. They were bargain because they had a role, and we asked them to do more than. Yeah. I mean, then they're fair. expected to. So, I mean, I'm not tripping, man. We're nine games into the season. I, I, I'm i going to keep saying it. 20 games in. In 20 games, I'll tell you for real how I feel. But nine games in without the full deck of cards, I'm not tripping. I'm mad about tonight, but I'm not tripping. Yeah. Okay, a couple more. Why not, I can, said, Beals should stop trying to take take charges if hurt. Listen, I don't think that he's hurt necessarily. You're not wrong, but I don't think that he's necessarily hurt. I think it was just, it got a little bit tight. And I think that's kind of a normal-ish thing. No, maybe when you're no, kind of very, coming very, back from that It's absolutely stuff. normal. It's I've never had a back injury, but I would assume that that's kind of a semi-normal it, thing. It is absolutely normal to come back and have tightness, especially when you're elevating your minutes and gradually adding more to it. My biggest fear with Brad Beal coming back from an injury is always, I, I thought about it last game and I was worried about it today, after halftime. When you're coming back from a back injury, if you're playing, you're good. The minute you sit and have a little cool down period for 10 minutes, that whole thing could just freeze up on you. Doesn't necessarily mean you have a catastrophic issue. It just means that those body, your body and those back muscles aren't quite ready to have that stop and go yet. Yeah. And I think he went through a little bit of that today. 
and hopefully the fall didn't do anything. But he's also got to take those. You got to you got to get to a point where the body gets comfortable with that stuff. So uh, it's coming. Three to five games, I think he'll be fine. All right. Uh, we have one from Zeus. Thank you, Zeus. Said, after an L, we all want to find someone to blame, but there isn't always one person to blame. There are circumstances to blame, not people. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Alfredo sent us one and said, I'm not a basketball fan like you, but my question was Vogel the right hire. My question is, was Vogel the right hire? If he needs three superstars to win, then I'm more worried. Good teams find ways to win. Bad teams find ways to lose. And then they also followed up and said, not saying they're going to continue being a bad team. All I can judge on is up to this point. I don't think they know who they are right now. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that this team has their identity doesn't quite know what it's going to be defensively or how it's going to play. Uh, and I think they're struggling to find it right now and then trying to figure that out. And that's some of that's on coaching. Some of that's on these guys getting used to each other. Some of it's because of the injury stuff, but I get it. It's only nine games, but nine becomes 20, 20 becomes 30. And all of a sudden, if you don't figure this stuff out quick enough, or, you know, you're sitting here and you're going, this season's heading in a direction that we didn't expect. They need to figure out who they are, what they want to be, and, and start executing against that. Yeah. My issue with this is that it could be 9, 20, 30, 60. It doesn't matter. From game one to game nine, some of the same sloppy turnovers keep repeating themselves, and they're not learning how to avoid those things. I'm not talking about the backdoor screens or backdoor cuts or, you know, throwing a pass because you thought the offense was going one way or the other. I'm just talking about simple, lazy plays at crucial times in games. And that's got to improve. I don't know if it just improves with just Booker because when Booker was playing against the Spurs, they still had some of those issues with other players. Booker can't hold on to the ball the entire 24 seconds. He's got to defer to other people from time to time. So does KD. So does Beal. So are these things going to repeat themselves more or are they going to quiet down when you have all three? You would think it would quiet down after all three are there on the court. But even then, when we finally get all three on the court, my fear is people are going to think that's the magic potion. But no, it's not because all three of them haven't played together in a regular season game ever before. So that's going to take some time, mm -hmm. and it's just going to be an entire adjustment. Flex, I don't think 20 games is going to be enough, to be honest with you, for them to find their groove because if all three of them are not back by, let's say, game 11, which is mm. Wednesday at the takeover, right? Yeah. Um, if all three of them are still not back by then, then that timeline gets pushed back a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. That's then, fair. then by the, by the time you get to the end of December, have they all played together for long enough for us to be able to make an accurate assessment? Or is this just a game that we're going to play all year long? And I think that's probably the most frustrating part of all this is that yeah. we don't know any of these answers and we, we never will until the end of the season when we look back and we're like, okay, we had this wrong. We had this right. Yeah. Yeah. I still think this is going to, it comes down to defense too. Like it, it'll be great to have Booker back. I don't worry about this team scoring points. I just worry about how do you stop people? How do you put mm -hmm. yourself in the right position? Mm -hmm. And they have not figured that out yet. As well, you are spot on with what the Valley bros sent us as a super chat. They said, our offense is good. The defense is the problem. If we can stop somebody, we eight and one. 
He ain't lying. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't lying. That team Ooh. should that that this team could easily be eight and one. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Frustrating. Okay, a couple more super chats. Frank at the top. Frank said the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Or the, Question be- mark. Or the beast team in the NBA. Yes. The beast oh, team I assume NBA. they meant best team because Frank uh always sends us like, that every uh, night. Thank like, you, Frank. Like we've talked about, if the NBA banners were hung for November, December, and January, the rafters in uh, Footprint Center would be filled. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. Uh, Michael sent us a super chat, said back to the KD book conversation, which we're not going to elaborate on. Uh, Michael said KD is still going to be the best player, even when Booker playing. Shaking my head. Hey, everyone has their favorite player. That's okay. You're allowed to have that. Uh, my Kafka said, I said yesterday and again before tip off, Booker is saving himself for when the Suns are playing better. He just needs them to figure it out and then he'll come back. That's all it is, you guys. That's all it is. Man. Zeus sent us one. Thank you, Zeus. Said, Flex, I want to hear your honest thoughts. No sugar coating on a scale of one to 10. How confident are you that this is a championship team? Do you feel better, worse, or the same as you did before the season? Scale of one to ten, it's hard to answer that, but scale of one to ten, I still think this team's a championship team. I say seven and a half, eight. Um, do I feel better, worse, or the same? I feel worse because by this time, I thought we had already seen the big three and where people are, and we haven't saw that. So uh, definitely worse, but still very much a title contender. Yeah. Uh, HM, thank you for your super chat, said broadcast mentioned seeing some lack of urgency urgency during the second quarter. There were a couple times tonight it felt like that. Uh, Chris sent us one. Thank you, Chris, said wait until January or February, bro. New coach and new system. We are figuring it out. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. we are. Also, I believe that was Chris uh, Chris's first super chat ever. We actually had a couple first tonight of super chat, so thank you guys. We appreciate you all. Uh, Joey sent us one, said, in the fourth, the offense becomes stagnant, no penetration to kick out to shooters. It becomes a jump shooting fest. It's also hard when we can't get stops or force turnovers. Facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, Joey, for your super chat. Uh, Laking Ball sent us one, said, can the Suns still make it to Vegas after the L? The only way they can make it to Vegas after the L is if they run the table and beat uh, the Jazz, Trailblazers, and Grizzlies in their other in-season tournament games. And the Lakers would have to also lose now two more um, because they would win the head-to-head if they had the same record. So, um, But don't well, – it, it, no, it is another – there's a wild card. It, there's two wild cards. Yeah. It comes down to point yeah. differential. Uh, so they benefit from, okay, so they lost, but by, they, only they only lost, lost by, by three. three. Yeah. Yeah. So if, uh, you know, if they can – Beat beat one of these teams senseless, you know. Uh, it can it can shift things there as well. I mean, uh, look, it, you got what is it? It's Portland, it's Utah, it's Memphis. Like you said, it, it's not a, a murderer's row in this group. Yeah. So it is going to come down to how does the Lakeys? How the Lakeys? But you got to worry about the other group of five as well because there's only one that's coming from that group of five, and mm-hmm. the Dallas Mavericks just beat the brakes off of the freaking Clippers. Yeah. So if the, if the Dallas Mavericks, for instance, were the number two team in that division, point differential is it could very well favor them, and they might be the one that gets that extra seat because they only take one from each conference, so it's two yeah. altogether. Isn't head to head the first tiebreaker though? Yeah. 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 
So um, hopefully, like, yeah, it, it's it. That's a tough question to answer. Your, your only chance right now, in my opinion, I don't see the, the I don't see the Lakers losing two of the next three against those teams because they're not very good teams. So, you know, yeah. I mean, fuck, they're going to beat the Blazers and they're going to beat the Grizzlies right there alone is going to be enough for them. But you never know. The so Lakers, basically, technically, yes, but... You would need to hope for that... A that, lot of things that, to fall in the right place. That uh, free seed or whatever you call it. Yeah. Uh, the Anonymous Buddha sent us one as well. Thank you. Said, I'm so frustrated with this fourth quarter BS. Not even able to pinpoint what we do wrong. Maybe it's Vogel. We had damn near six players in double figures. What is with these meltdowns? <laughs> I mean, listen, we feel your pain. <laughs> We feel your pain, Anonymous. Bro. We'd be millionaires if we knew the answer because we'd be on Frank Vogel's staff. Um, all right. One more L, and then we will end on a bright note. We all took him in oh, our bed. This is today. bullshit. And this was really frustrating. This is so much for bullshit. For so many reasons. But this is so much bullshit. Every single one of us <laughs> took an L. So, what is it? What do our, our numbers look like? <laughs> Unbothered minus 90 for oh, Saul Bookman. Man. I'm down to $10.50. Flex is down to $27.45. And Espo, you are negative 47. On an eight-leg parlay, the only thing that I missed on was the Suns winning. Yeah. Fuck today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a tough, tough one, yeah, He's a tough, tough one. He's bitted all the fields starting at the beginning of that uh, pregame with the Arizona win to I this know. right now. Like... Leo even Quite sent us a super chat and said, hey, Saul, at least Arizona won. Bear down. Woohoo. Been right. <laughs> Fuck dude forever. You went from like the highest of highs to feeling like the lowest <laughs> of lows in the last, what, four and a half hours, something like I have that. some choice words for the Suns right now, but Rude. I'm not going to use them. Oh. <laughs> uh, so we all sucked again today. Big L's. But you don't have to. You could be a winner and you can buy this shirt right now. Bear the fuck down shirt that we just released because of the big win against the Dookie Blue Devils. Fuck the Duke Blue Devils. They're terrible, and they will always forever be terrible uh, unless they play for the Suns randomly like Grayson Allen. So uh, buy your shirt. Be a winner today because that's apparently the only Arizona team uh, that plays basketball in the state that likes to win. So there you go. Lucas said, I only missed on Grayson not getting any threes. Espo missed on that, too. But Espo's was way more of a different thing. He did get a three. He did get a three. And yeah. there was Well, a, I'm guessing Luca needed more or Lucas needed more. And I I had a chance after uh Beal stole that ball that they challenged mm-hmm. if Grace had hit that hit a three there. I would have won my bet. Bastard. Yeah. Great, great. Oh, Cameron, that's terrible. Said that's why I stopped betting on the Suns to win on my parlays and I started hitting mine. Yeah, I, I hit <laughs> I'm about to start I hit every too. I had a, I hit everything Listen. on mine too except it went. <clears throat> yeah, it was brutal. I, I, but here's the bright spot, you guys. The bright, st- the bright spot we're going to end on today is our big, bright, shiny star. Yeah. I am a big, bright, shining star. <laughs> wow, we really buried this. We in did. The today, well, because yeah. it didn't feel like it was a positive thing to even bring up. <laughs> Why did we even bring it up? Because I want to end on a bright spot. Bra- Kevin Durant bra- is our big, bra- bright, bright, shiny star. No one. He, looks like, he looks like he's pissed. He's 38 right. points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Listen, he almost had 40 points again. That's impressive. Good job, Katie. This segment brought to you by gas. You don't need to go get it, but you need to go get it. <laughs> and that'll do it for all of us today. Thank you guys for joining us. That was the most we whack, appreciate shiny you. star ever. Listen, you know what? 
Get stuffed, Saul. Okay. So terrible. At least I freaking tried so to have a little bit of positivity here and end I'm, this on a bright note. Okay? Honestly, Katie stays. Get stuffed. And just in case you too, Espo, you can get stuffed. But you guys are great. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you all. Love you for being here. We will not have a show tomorrow, but we will have a show on Sunday because the Suns are back in action. We will be live with a pregame show 30 minutes before tip-off and, of course, a post-game show. If you are here on YouTube, hit that thumbs up on your way out. If you're listening wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. It helps us out a lot, and we really appreciate it. Until we see you on Sunday, you can give the show a follow on Twitter at phnex underscore sons. You can follow me at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore bookman. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us on. Like an Oreo. Get double stuffed. Ahoy hoy. <laughs>